0: hello welcome my shining mothers it's tiffany lynn here to talk share and adventure into a journey of discovery that's been provided by that's right my motherhood here it's all about going down the journey to victory facing challenges wins and losses make sure to follow this podcast and share it with everyone because they don't want to miss this adventure of motherhood Welcome back, mamas. So dinner time is family time. I know, I know, call me old fashioned, but we, you know, when we're all at the table together. It's no TV, no devices, no one on hold on the the cell phone or the video game like this. (laughs) This is our time together. So and I, I have a group of clowns over here. It's always jokes and digs on each other. So when the mood is off, it's off, like, it, and it's easily noticeable. Um, and on this particular night, it was flashing lights and sirens and blinking arrows. And it was coming from Abel's direction because he was silent He was like twirling his fork and his food in a slow circle. His head was slumped down to the side and resting on his hand. Now, if this was his normal temperament, it it wouldn't even be a thing. But no, 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 Abel, Abel is that kid that is always laughing and telling jokes. I mean, this boy laughs so loud, you could literally hear him a block away. So in his case, silence definitely is not golden. Something something was clearly wrong. So uh, I do what we do as moms and I ask, what's wrong? And and I'm sure you know exactly what he said. He said, nothing. So at this moment, I had to take a breath and put on my patient's head, you know, as well as my detective glasses. So I could, you know, approach the situation in a different light, you know, and get to the root of the problem. Because y'all at this point, nobody's eating. I'm not eating. The other kids have now stopped eating as well. And you know, all attention is to Abel because you can feel the energy is, is not is this not the same family energy as it is. So we gotta face it, face what's going on and get to the root of the problem and fix it. Okay, so here we go. Approach number one. Sweet directive. Well, honey, I, I know something is going on because you don't seem like yourself. You're you're normally very upbeat and excited, but you're really quiet tonight. So the sweet directive approach involves a nice, soothing tone coupled with a statement of observation followed by a pause. The idea here is to create a safe space to communicate a thought or feeling, you know, that at face value may not be received well. So y'all, I I'm I'm locked in. I'm I'm zoned in and I continue to stay engaged and I look in his direction during the pause. And do you know what his response was? Of course. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, so I got my patient's hat on, I need my patient's hat, my detective glasses, and now it's like, jung, 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 jung. the body armor starts to come on because I'm my mind is going in. It's like, okay, who messed with my kid? It was it a teacher. Was it one of his classmates? Did something happen when he got off the bus? Like, I'm, I'm ready to know what's going on. And I can feel the little hairs on my arm. They're starting to stand up and attention because I, I'm, I'm in get it into that, you know, protective mode, which leads me to approach number two, protective, direct. So my voice is a little firm. And it has an undertone of, of concern. Well, Abel, if someone is bothering you or something happened, I need you to let me know because my job is to take care of you and make sure you're okay. Then it's another pause, you know, making sure I'm staying engaged, looking in his direction. And then he sighs and he goes, no, that's not it. Okay, so now, you know, I'm preparing for approach number three. In my mind, you know, and this is going to be a direct conversation, like get, cutting it back, get into the nitty gritty and like, hey, you know, we need to, you know, communicate. Let me help. Help me help you at this point. Um, But before I could start approach number three, the question of the night is finally answered. And he goes, Mom, I'm upset with you. <laughs> now, Guys. I'm going to be honest, that was not what I was expecting. I I thought something maybe happened with his siblings, you know, somebody, you know, touched his stuff and Abel does not like when people touch his stuff. So I'm like, okay, who messed with Abel stuff? Y'all know y'all shouldn't mess with that boy stuff. Or I thought something happened in one of his video games and he got kicked out of a round right when he was about to beat it. You know, he's really serious about his games a million different scenarios are playing through my mind. But y'all, it was me, the moment of truth. It was me. I'm like, okay, okay. So, you know, at this point, the protective armor comes down. The detective glasses are off. And also my patient hat. patient's hat is coming off. And no, no, it's not what you may be thinking. I wasn't going to throw in the mama card and just tell him like, look, deal with it and fix your attitude. No, I wasn't. I wasn't going to do that. I actually needed to take that patient's hat off and put on a helmet of humility because I didn't know what was going to come in my direction. And I wanted to not only just be able to hear what he said, but to be able to receive whatever was on his mind. So Abel continues. And um, and I said, "Okay, well, you know, what happened? You know, tell me what was said or what, what was done, you know, that caused you to feel this way. And he goes, Mom, I really don't want to talk about it. So, guys, at this point, I wasn't going to press the issue because it was it was not going to be good for either party. It was going to be frustrating for him, probably frustrating for me, and you know, obviously, everybody else is at the dinner um, as well. So it's like, okay. So I tell him, I said, definitely, Abel. Well, um, we don't have to talk about it now, but we do have to talk about it. So you know, maybe let's talk about it in the morning. And he says. to me. And like, you know, and at, at this point, you know, before he responds, my mind is definitely running. And I'm still thinking like, what happened? Like, I, I, I couldn't put my finger on what may have been the beginning of this whole thing. And um and also, you know, I'm a little bit, you know, my feelings a little bit kind of hurt, guys. Because Abel's that kid that does not like to upset you. Like if you are uh, some type of authority figure, a teacher or, you know, some type of adult, he he especially mama, oh my goodness, that boy lives to please me. So I knew like this had to be a big thing. One for you it to impact his normally happy countenance. Um for him to say something like was definitely acknowledge something was bothering him. And then for him to be like, and mama, issue," you. I knew he wasn't just mad. He was big mad. Like, this is major. He's like, Houston, we have a problem. And mama, you're it. So I'm like, okay, you know, all of those things are going through my mind. But his response to, you know, me saying, hey, let's talk about in the morning, really amazed me. And he was like, well, mom, God says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So by tomorrow, you know, I got to let it go. I'm not going to be mad anymore. (laughs) Now, y'all, I'm gonna tell you. That was a proud mommy moment. Like, I felt real good. Like, okay, he gets it. And not because I was going to be off the hook, but because even though he was upset with me, he was also willing to give me grace, right? For whatever that issue was. And he wasn't going to stay in his feelings indefinitely or stretch it out as long as he possibly couldn't be like, Mm-mm, I'm mad. I'm not talking to you. Mm hmm you know, like, that wasn't his mindset. It was a very, very mature response for a 10 year old, for sure. Um, But that he was like, No, we're not gonna, you know, we, it's not gonna even be a thing in the morning, I, I'm gonna deal with it. And it's, it's gonna squash and be done. So um I say to him, well, son, I definitely understand that, and you're absolutely right. But I want you to know that I'm here, you know, to talk about it, and definitely listen if you know you do want to express yourself later on tonight or tomorrow. And you know, the approach I took in that whole thing was just to listen, and this is much different than the way I grew up, and and some of y'all too. You know, kids were to be seen and not heard. And and when you when we went to the store it was like, don't touch anything, don't ask for anything, and if you have a personal issue, you need to deal with it, fix your attitude and fix your face real quick before we fix it for you. And and I get it. Like this approach was very much so rooted in respect. Um and it, it was it was a respect-based approach, but it, it could also do a disservice in the development of the areas of communication, you know, in emotional intelligence. Because, y'all, let, let's face it, you and I both know that coworker who does not know how to self-regulate, either they're having an entire adult temper tantrum when things don't go their way. Oh y'all, they are shut down like a Chick-fil-A on Sunday, like nothing is coming in and nothing is going out, you know, and something's definitely missing in their process of being able to emote and communicate in a healthy way, you know, and, and, and at the end of the day, we are raising future men, future women, husbands, wives, a- adults that have to interact with other adults. So, they have to learn now how to manage their emotions on both ends of the spectrums. So sheer meltdowns, you like all that whining, crying, throwing things, slamming doors, those type of things, temper tantrums um, and disrespectful uh, outbursts like that's not OK. And, and my kids learned early on. Don't try me in that way. Um, I didn't feed into that behavior or, you know, try to give them things to pacify the behavior or like, you know, really coddle them when when they were kind of in that explosive type of behavior very early on, you know, and they were when they were super young, I'd say, put your finger up. And they they would put their little middle uh, index finger up. And then I kind of like shake it slowly from side to side, like the saying no, and I would go no pouting. And then they would say behind me, no pouting, you know, and as they got a little bit older, um, I would say, you know, put your finger up, no pouting, right? And it was more like a, a pointed thing. I'll point, tap, no pouting. And, um, and they would get that like, hey, no pouting. And even now to this day, y'all, I don't even say it. When they get in their little teenage or preteen mood or funk or whatever, and I call their name, you know, Jordan, Aaron, James, Abel. All I do is put my finger up. I don't even say anything at this point because they already know. And then they kind of roll their eyes. They do. And either they say no pouting or they just look at me. You can tell they adjust like their shoulders and their whole face and attitude because they got it and they walk away. So, you know, understanding on that side of things that having this very explosive outbursts of or, or even disrespectful behavior isn't okay. You know, that's that's one thing. But on the other side of it, I also talk to them about how when they have an emotion, whatever that emotion is, if they're anxious, if they're sad, if they're frustrated, if they're mad, you know, whatever that emotion is, your emotion is real. Your emotion is valid and your emotion is okay. It is okay for you to have feelings and emotions, right? But I need you to identify it, acknowledge it and process it, right? Because ideally, whatever that is, you can't stay there and get stuck and you can't stew in that emotion For too long, you know, because it's not going to be good for you, you're not going to be able to move forward and be productive in your day. And sometimes, whatever caused you to feel that way, there's not a conversation that can be had to help clear the air, clear your mind or any of those things. So, you know, you've got to acknowledge your feelings. They're real, they're valid. Okay, let's process this feeling. So, you know, we can continue on with life for sure. Um, but part of that parenting and, and being that mom is helping them to manage their emotions on that end of the spectrum um, as well. So whether it's a, a big smile or a big laugh, which we definitely enjoy, right? Those those happy, joyous, exciting moments and feelings, those those big emotions on that end. But yeah, also, if it's a big sad and and yeah, even... Even a big man, you know, understanding that we are teaching them how to express their emotions and to communicate in a he- healthy manner. It shifts the focus from the dinner that's getting cold, the piercing silence in the room, and even the discomfort of maybe not being able to work her mommy magic and fix whatever's wrong in the moment. Yeah, like it shifts to creating a safe space for them to process and be big. Not just be our kids, but also be a person that feels. If we help them create that environment of safety today, that is going to help them in a large way with their big emotions in the future. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Please continue sharing love, even when it gets tough. Make sure to come visit me next week for another great message. Remember, don't let anyone bring that crown down. That is Tiffany Lynn signing off.